Hey everybody, welcome back to the Melanated Faith Podcast. We are so excited to be back with you. Thank you for bearing with us as we had an extended holiday break, which was much needed for us. Um, But we really can't think of a more fitting way to start fresh in 2022 and talk about Black history. So there's so many debates right now around critical race theory now extending into the truthful truth-telling of history and Black Americans in this country. And so right now, these conversations are more important for us than ever. Yes, for those of you who didn't know, February is Black History Month in the U.S. history. And I just want to say, I think this is important to like know the history of Black History Month because there's like a running joke in the Black community of like, of course, Black History Month is like the shortest month of the year. (laughs) But we owe the celebration to the famed um, historian Dr. Carter G. Woodson. And it began as Negro History Week in 1926. And the reason why it is the shortest month is he wanted the week to coincide with the birthdays of Frederick Douglass and... Abraham Lincoln. So we do want to say that despite getting the shortest month, you can celebrate Black history year-round because Black history is American history. Okay, Faith, let's get started. Um, What do you love about learning about Black history? What's your favorite thing about being Black in our history? I feel like there's so many missing pieces to our story as Black Americans already just because of enslavement. So learning Black history, which for us is American history, it's really important and it makes me feel more connected and tied into the culture and not so distant from, you know, like my family and roots and all of these things. You know, I think about it and I I often think about how many of us as Black folks are interconnected even more than we know family-wise and in our roots and what that looks like. And so I just love the expressions that we get to explore whenever we learn more about Black history. Yeah, I love that. And I think also, too, like learning our family history is like so fun. Like I love hearing stories. And I think especially as like the matriarchs and patriarchs of our my family are getting older and just even their like childhoods and stuff like that. I mean, even just like the fun stuff, like, I don't know, my like dad grew up going to the summers of like East Texas. So like learning about like the pranks and stuff him and his cousins used to pull on Mm -hmm. (laughs) their like grandparents. Like, I love that stuff. And I feel like too, with like black history, like, you know, people automatically go to the civil rights movement or like slavery, but black history is so much more than that. And it's so much more than this like history of oppression. It's a story of triumph, of joy. Black history doesn't start in the U.S. It's, you know, like, so even going back and, like, learning things about the African continent, you know, like, learning about Rwanda or Senegal or, like, just, you know, those kinds of things also, I think, just kind of add to my experience with Black History Month. Yes. So, speaking of that, how are you celebrating this month? I am celebrating, one, by going to Mexico (laughs) with my friends. (laughs) Um... Because Black people need joy and rest and relaxation. And um, also, it's one of my friend's 40th birthday, so we're going to celebrate that. But I, like, love that kind of... I don't think it has to be, you know... I am going to watch some documentaries. I feel like my, like, standard Black History Month, like, practice is to rewatch Eyes on the Prize, which I've heard now is on HBO Max. But I, like, bought the set, like, many, many years ago. Um, And probably just, like, learning more about aspects that I don't know. So I I think last year with like that movie 
Judas and the Black Messiah. Like, I've become Mm -hmm. really interested in, like, Black Panther. So there's a documentary on HBO Max about Fred Hampton that I'm working my way through. And um, I'm reading – I have um, Eldred's Cleavers. I think it's called – that might not be right. I will put it in the show notes. But just, like, his biography because he Mm -hmm. actually, like, went to prison and he wrote it, which – while he was in prison. So that's super impressive to me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read that. And I probably – that's probably like those are probably like the main ways I might read depending on how adventurous I get with my beach reading (laughs) (laughs) I have had for a long time the biography of Dorothy Height who's just like Mm -hmm. was like the only black woman to speak on the stage um during the March on Washington where Martin Luther King gave his I have a dream speech so I might also start that as well so. I'd be super impressed if you were reading that at the beach. I'm not even going to lie to you. I, I if you're reading like a biography. <laughs> I know, but beach. it's like not that it's not that long. Okay, that's And good. I don't know, we'll see. I I don't I don't know. I'm a I'm a beach reader kind of like light reading person, so Yeah. It might be when I come back, I might like hop into it. <laughs> I think of like like a fiction or I don't know. I can't really talk because I was reading a book about housing inequality on a cruise, so. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so it just is like, what do you have with you? And like, luckily I have like a Kindle. So like, you can also just have many books and be reading many things at the time. But yeah, that is a more weighty beach read. But I admire her a whole lot. And I I want to like get to that this month or this year because she's such an icon. Yes, I love it. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about why do you think celebrating Black History Month is so important? Like, as a Black woman, not thinking about, like, oh, it's this is the month to, like, educate other people about our culture, our history. But, like, for you personally, why is celebrating Black History Month important? I really feel like I just, I mean, I know that we get to celebrate our Blackness, like, 365 days out of the year but I love that it's like a time centered around just celebrating who we are and our heritage I love the events that kind of pop up so this being my first time experiencing Black History Month in the DC area I'm really excited to maybe like check out some exhibits and do things like that so I just think it's important to remember history like oral history is important those things being passed down I mean Last summer, I spent time recording my grandfather, asking him questions about his childhood, and I just wanted to remember. And so when I think of history, it's not just like you're saying this broader big picture. It's don't forget the histories in our family. We need to ask our parents questions. We need to ask our grandparents questions while they're living. They won't be with us always. And so those things like make me love and celebrate like black history when we like collect our stories when we talk about who we are and and what we over you know have been able to overcome that's what inspires me to want to learn more and to grow and even to continue to leave a legacy in my own family and so it also to me like I love the bigger picture it gives you of like people's lives and what they were like when they were young and you know we look at all these historical figures and you're just like wow they're so great you know but they were young like us too you know like they they had their own moments of like successes and and failures even 
And so I just feel like that honoring and that remembering and that naming is so important. And Black history also reminds us that the struggles we are experiencing today, even in the justice movement, are really not that different than what was experienced before. And so when you feel like tired and weary and like you want to give up, you have to remember like those who went before us who dealt with way worse and we're still pressing on anyhow. And like that's what encourages me to keep going is learning history and seeing how people overcame and still possessed joy. Yeah, no, that's really good. I think also too, just like you're black, you know, obviously all the time, 365 days. And I think sometimes you're just like living your life and you can get like, and so I think even just having this like month of like pause and reflection for yourself to like be intentional. And I love what you said about like the events. I'm sure like in DC, they have some really cool like museums and like entertainment stuff going on, I think would be really fun. Okay. So how do you feel about like the commercialization of Black History Month? I feel like the one thing, you know, we asked for the end of police brutality (laughs) and a lot of what we're giving is like, let's celebrate Black History Month. (laughs) I feel like we asked for it. (laughs) Which is important, but we asked for voting rights. (laughs) Here's a t-shirt line. Go off, sis. I'm like, if y'all don't stop giving me t-shirts cups and days and actually like make real change like what is this like what is it I mean uh, I I have a lot of thoughts and I went in I went in Target the other day to look at their black history collection because I got a bunch of stuff last year and I was like let me see if there's anything left and I just was looking at it and I was like I'm just not feeling it. I don't know. Like, did I, maybe I missed all the good designs or whatever, but it just felt so, it just wasn't hitting it for me this year. I don't know. I felt less enthusiastic about it. And I just kind of was feeling like, dang, like, y'all just give us some t-shirts. You put our, you have us, you, you sign into Netflix or you sign into these things and it's, you know, we support black lives or whatever but then you know the the pay gaps and the the um, lack of diversity on uh, you know staff the promises from these corporate companies to do better those things haven't happened and so the commercial commercialization of it feels some ways it's not always and I I don't want to say this to say like oh people can never get it right that's not the heart of what I'm saying but it's just that sometimes it can feel disingenuine like it can just feel like a check of a box rather than like the heart, active heart change. Yeah. Yeah. Like the deeper stuff. Yeah. Like I think it's important to like celebrate. And I think also too for like Target, I I agree with you, this year's collection wasn't really hitting for me either. But for the Black entrepreneurs who got a chance. I'm excited for them. I'm happy for them. And you know, um, what that wealth and support does for their families and their communities. But yeah, I, I want like, yes to t-shirts and like celebrating and bringing in speakers but also voting rights (laughs) like for real though i mean i'm like where is it at like where's the push where's the yeah like we're we're stuck yeah no i agree i think it's both um it is okay i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you this question Catherine, because you asked me the last one and I, I, I can answer too, but I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Who is your favorite or the most inspiring um, to you personally figure in Black history? And do you have any lesser known Black history figures that you're studying more? 
Yeah. So I'm obviously Dorothy Height. I mean, she should be super well known, I think, um, as like um, the only woman who got to speak. Well, we've already talked about <laughs> misogyny within the black community. Um, I really personally, who's personally inspiring to me, I would have to say like Fannie Lou Hamer. Mm-hmm. Just I mean, when you really like get into her story, like. You know, she didn't become an activist till she was in her 40s. So, like, for anybody who's thinking it's too late, it's not. You know, she was always this really smart person. and But, you know, she was, like, a sharecropper and then she was a wife. And it, you know, she was at a church and heard that, like, was in this meeting. And then it just kind of transformed her whole life. And just faced a lot of, like, difficulty. You know, she was sterilized against her will. But ended up adopting two daughters and... You know, just it's just a, like if you don't know the story of Fannie Lou Hamer, I encourage you to like get a book, read her speeches. You can find some of them on YouTube. Her most famous one, where she literally put the fear of God in <laughs> President Lyndon B. Johnson, um, 1964 DNC speech about voting rights, which I feel like is very apt given what we're talking about in this country right now. So I really like them. Someone who I'm learning more about is. Okay, I never know how to say her name. There's some, like, disagreement among historians. To me, it looks like Mariah Stewart was, you know, a free woman. She was, like, enslaved and then um, liberated, but um, did a lot of, like, speaking. And, like, I think she was also, like, um, a minister. And so kind of in the late 1800s. And so I, we learned about her in, like, like briefly in one of um, one of my last seminary classes. And so I'm trying to like read more about her because I, as a woman in ministry, like love those kinds of stories. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sort of our modern cultural conversation around women in ministry leaves out a lot of the history of women in ministry, particularly black women in ministry. And so like I'm, yeah, I'm learning more about her. What about you? So one of my favorite people personally is Bell Hooks. I really love her words and her writing and her writing on love and and liberation. And she re- recently passed away. She's really inspired me as a writer. And so I'm um, reading her words kind of really propelled me and, and helped me like really sit with some of the concepts that she shared, especially in her book, All About Love. So um, really great book. I recommend it. Um, also, lesser known, lesser known black history figure for me that I want to lean into learning more about is Bessie Coleman. Oh, yeah. And her, you know, just her whole like story. And there's just a lot for me to learn. Like, and her life is just really interesting in, term- in terms of like how she was like in the war and like her, her role. And I like looking, looking at her story, it reminds me of who's that? Gosh, who, what's the name of that figure that's white? Lindenberg? Oh, no, Amelia Earhart? Yes. 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 Amelia Earhart. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, reading her story reminds me of like this, you know, some of the the elements of um, Amelia Earhart's story in the sense that um, I was really fascinated with with it with her story when I was really little, but I've never heard of Bessie Coleman's story, and which, anyways, that's that'll tell you something, y'all. Um, but anyways, <laughs> but I feel like for me, it, I'm looking forward to really reading more about Bessie Coleman because. Um, that same interest I had as a little girl, like looking at her story, yeah. it's like, wait, like there's a black woman I could have felt like just as like 
like enamored yeah. by the strength and the tenacity of what she was doing. I just didn't know her name. And so, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to digging into her story more and kind of resurrecting that that childlike joy that I had when I was reading Amelia Earhart's story. So yeah. um, I know that that's really yeah. random. But anyways, that's me. No, I love it. Uh, Bessie Coleman would be a great story for like an HBO miniseries, I think would be super fun. Yeah, it's kind of frustrating too, because I feel like for Black History Month for kids, like this is the one month that your school or teacher incorporates something Black. And it's usually Martin Luther King Jr., which is, you know, no knock on the King. We love the King here. But there's so many other like historical figures that get short shift yeah. and that you don't know about. And it's like... You know, if you don't learn about it this month, like you won't learn it at all. I feel like in a lot of public schools and I just feel like for teachers, like definitely encourage you guys to like expand your horizons when it comes to to Black history. So how can we incorporate Black History Month into our lives year round? I think that's a really great question. I think we have to stay curious. I mean, even us as Black people. So, you know, it's really easy to say what we want other people to do for us, like in terms of like, y'all teach yourselves, you know, but like, we also have to teach ourselves. And so really finding like historical figures or people we want to learn about or study or even taking interest in our own families and like, learning more about you know, our history and wanting to like experience and explore what life might have been like for our grandparents. The other thing I would even say, you know, the reason why it's important to celebrate year round is because there's so much for us to learn. We'll never learn it in one month. And so it's intimidating to say like, I'm going to prioritize all these books for Black History Month in one month, you know, like it, that's really unattainable, but it is attainable to say like, man, like I'm going to watch this documentary and this month and then next month I'm going to pick up the biography of Bessie Coleman. And then, you know, the next month I'm going to read a fiction book by, you know, a black author, you know, I enjoy like Jespin Ward. And then the next month I'll do something else. Like it's an ongoing learning experience. And so I feel like when it's like something we prioritize and do like through like weave through in like in and out of our life, it feels less cumbersome than trying to just like do it all like in one month soak it all up in one month go to all the events and do all the things you know so that's what I would say yeah I think that's really good because I think if if we're serious about saying black history is American history it is like the thing that you learn year like year round and it should be something you incorporate into your life and practice and it doesn't just have to be you know biographies and documentaries I love your point about fiction books um I recently finished Liberty by Caitlin Greenridge, um, and it was so good. It basically was about a free Black community in New York, and the protagonist ends up traveling to Haiti, which, you know, Haiti was like the only successful slave revolt where, you know, Africans basically took back their island. Um, And so then it was like this cool kind of juxtaposition between like the free Black community in New York and then in Haiti and like these kind of conversations between American Black people, you know, and people who'd grown or Haitians. And so um, it was really good. And I and so that's something fun. And so it doesn't have to be I really some girlfriends and I were talking about this in our group text because her son and his school, they're like learning about black history, of course, this month. And she was like, I'm just so frustrated because all of the stuff that they're teaching him is rooted in oppression. And I feel like for me, there's one thing I want to communicate. It is that is not the story (laughs) That is a part of the story, just like I think like the Holocaust is a part of Jewish history or in the history of Europe. And we should all know that. But it's not all of what it means to be 
Jewish in America or in Europe or even in kind of like Ethiopia. And I just feel like oftentimes what you're teaching Black people or Black children when you only talk about oppression, it, it, it does inject a sense of shame or like embarrassment. And there's nothing... Being Black is awesome and there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Like, we have overcome so much. And I think even just, like, listening to your grandparents and their, like, funny stories, like, I don't know, like, my dad, you know, he was in high school in the midst of when they desegregated schools in the town he was from. And so, and, like, he's aware that, you know, when I talk to him, he's, like, aware that that was happening. But, like, he's talking about being a high schooler and, like, what it was like to, like, change schools and leave his friends. And, like, that is relatable across ethnicity and, and racial lines. And so like, I, you know, I just, I feel like because there's been such an emphasis on that, like people just hone in on that. And I'm like, there's so much creativity and beauty and poetry. And then you think about like Toni Morrison and there's like this picture of like my Angelo I love where she's like in the middle of this like wild dance. And it's like, that t- to me is the history of being black in America. And I just want to see more of that incorporated into our celebrations and conversations about our history in this country. And I just think, you know, Black History Month is a great month to start. Pick a book, a fiction book, read some poetry, yeah, <laughs> listen to some music you've never listened to. And it doesn't have to be, let me read about like black parents, you know, don't make your kids read slavery. My, I was, I did want to mention this. I did want to mention this, you know, just in honor of my grandfather who has, has passed away. I never really felt that because he was like insistent on us learning black history. And he gave me a book. I think he got it from Reader's Digest. I don't know, but I found it on Amazon and it's called 1001 things to know about African American history and it was like a picture book and so it was like all about these things that black people have like oh, invented yeah. or like Colin Powell was in it and it was just all of these like cool things and stories and so it was never um like yes there's mention of people who have been enslaved but there was so much more than that and he was like insistent on like did you know a black person invented the stoplight yeah yeah and so you know when your grandparents are like so insistent and it's like yes i i know you did you don't have to you don't have to point out everything a black person yes. did. but i realize now as an adult he was counter-programming this idea that like you don't have a culture there's nothing worth celebrating we didn't contribute anything to this country um and he was like in his own way counter-programming that like very negative message so I'm very thankful to my grandfather AZ Choice who you know made sure I know that I come from a long line of people worth celebrating and who are honorable and brilliant and beautiful I love that so much I know it makes me want to cry I know I was like this was really touching um I think that this has been like such a really great conversation and we have some resources we're going to share with you all in the show notes. I'm going to add a um, little documentary about Bessie Coleman um, just so you guys can learn more about her as the first African-American woman pilot and just I just love it. I love that she saw her brothers in the military and doing their thing and was like, wait a minute. was like, girl, I'm doing that. (laughs) I'm going to do that. Um, I love that. Like, I, yeah. Anyways, I love how, you know, the war, the turmoil still inspired and propelled her to say, like, I can 
there's something that I can do. I want to become a pilot. So um, we hope that that encourages you all yourself to learn more about black history, to look at all of the facts and amazing things that have happened in the black community and not just to limit yourself to the sad stories. Um, we are, are much more than the pain that our, um, we have endured and our ancestors have endured. We are resilient people who have experienced a lot of joy and contributed a lot to this country. So I think if there's anything I can encourage people with is like make your Black History celebration centered around joy and less around sorrow. I love it. So I love it. That's good. That's a good word to end on. Yes. So now it's time for our favorite segment and yours. Go off, sis. Catherine, you're going to get us kicked off. What is, what do you want to go off about? Okay, so you know, guys know I like to start with the mess first and then on a positive. So I feel like I need to say this as, as a Black woman who's gone to law school. I am really annoyed and disappointed in the conversation around President Biden's commitment to putting a Black woman on the Supreme Court and the idea that because she's a Black woman, she won't be qualified First of all, let me just say this. If you ever see a black woman in a position of sex success, know that she worked three times as hard to get there because she's black and a woman. So if she's at Harvard, if she went to Harvard, she went to Harvard Law School, if she's sitting on a federal bench, she probably is more than deserving, okay? Because we are often overlooked and underestimated. I hate that when, even when black women have the qualifications, the assumption is we only got there for diversity or quota reasons. It's never like, oh, this white man, let's even talk about why in the history of this country for the last, I mean, I think Thurgood Marshall in the 1960s was the first person of color to be on the Supreme Court. So for 200 plus years of this country, it's only been white men. And you're telling me all those white men were qualified and the qualification wasn't just the you're a white man. No, I don't think so. Um, you know, there's only like four, I think, you know, when we had Ify on the podcast, I think she said there's like 4% of lawyers in this country are black women, um, which is an abysmal statistic. And if you're interested in law school, please do it. If you need some help, feel free to email our Melanated Faith. Our contact information is on the website and we, and I will talk to you about it. I just, it's just, frustrating to me and I think and I think also too the fact that if that President Biden is like the first person to like promise like a specific demographic you're only on that because he's a Democrat Reagan did it when he put Sandra Day O'Connor on the Supreme Court he said if I got elected he was going to put the first woman on and he did and Sandra Day O'Connor was a fabulous jurist like don't I mean, it's just the like the level of disrespect and like racism and misogyny around this conversation is ridiculous. I think, you know, a black woman is like going to be more more than qualified. I think if you look, you know, at the women that he is considering, all have impeccable credentials, smart. But the assumption is, oh, they're getting it over a more qualified white man. Like, why is that the assumption? Like, first of all, if you look at Amy, um, you know, the white lady who just got elected. Yes, Amy, Amy Coney Barrett, Trump, when he put her on the Supreme Court, basically said he wanted a woman. He was looking for a woman for his next pick. And then, you know, Amy Coney Barrett has never tried a case. She's always been an academic. But there was no conversation around her qualifications. Meanwhile, the three black women that are under consideration by President Biden, according to established press reports, have all been 
trial attorneys are all currently sitting on the federal bench. And so, again, like, don't talk about a black woman's qualifications, because like I said, (laughs) if you see a black woman in position of power, just know she went through it to get there. And you just need to be standing behind her, clapping (laughs) and saying, you go, girl. (laughs) Like, okay, like, let me just say, someone, we went through it, okay? And the idea that, like, you don't have the access to the same mentors, because people want to mentor people that look like them. So you have two strikes against you because you're black and then you're a woman. And it, don't get me started. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to like reveal the secrets of the my <laughs> law crew <laughs> group chat. But just just know, if you see a black female lawyer, just start applauding her on the street. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm upset about that. And I don't don't participate in that conversation because it's racist and it's rooted in misogyny um okay so my bless is really silly well i have one yeah my bless is really silly that i don't know if you've heard of the game wordle Mm -hmm. it's like a website not an app so don't don't download an app um and it's only once a day and you get six tries to guess the word of the day and like my family was obsessed with it. My we're, my siblings were all super competitive, so every day we're like texting each other. <laughs> um, and one day this week, I did get it on the second try. Went That's to impressive. I've ever done. I know. I'm so I'm such a nerd. I love word games. Um, so that is my bliss. Is word. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I had this super. You know, these are the multitudes of black people. I was like a very serious <laughs> mess. And like, what is your bless? Oh, a word game on the internet. Okay. That's funny. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> I am going to start with, you know, my, I'm going to start with, I'll start with my mess. I'll start with my mess. I feel like, you know, the mess for me right now, really similar to what you were talking about, the debate about black women being qualified um, in the Supreme Court, coupled with the other debate about CRT, critical race theory, and people, you know, talking about, you know, I don't want you to keep teaching critical race theory to my kids, coupled with another video that I saw this week of that floated around the internet of a kid basically, you know, s- there's speculation as to if this was forced but as to a kid basically saying like I don't want to learn about critical race theory or they're making me feel oh no the little girl was saying that she felt it was a little white girl that she felt that that she was being that people were kids were being racist a kid was being racist towards her because the mother said that she couldn't go to her birthday party but the black mother just simply was like I don't feel comfortable that's not what I want you know and and it became this whole thing and and I just I'm just so I'm over it. I'm over these conversations that are just steeped in racism. It it's just it's cloaked in it. And I it just gets annoying. And so I've had to disengage from a lot of conversations because I feel like I wouldn't have much of anything nice to say. Um and so <laughs> that's very southern of you. Yeah, and so I'm just like, you know. Let me not say much of anything at all because it just gets so annoying to hear the, you know, feel like you're you're saying the same thing over and over and over again. And it's like, you know, y'all still don't even know what critical race theory is and you and you still think that that's what's being taught in school. It's just I, I, I it's beyond me, you know, like the way that people just keep trying to covertly uh, roll things back and not tell accurate, you know true history and the ways that that impacts kids 
And so I, I feel like we need to do better for the sake of the kids. And my bless, the good thing that's happening right now, I just, I'm really, really loving the cold. I'm loving the cold weather. Like some days I feel like I could be possibly freezing, but I just really am enjoying, I'm enjoying it. Now, I, I, okay, let me say this caveat though. I'm enjoying it at when I'm not like, if I'm not like snowed like in where like I can't leave. So like, I like it when I'm, it's happening, it's cold. Like you can, I walked down to the coffee shop the other day in the brisk weather and I just was living for it. So just like the cool weather to go out, the ability to live close enough to a coffee shop, I really like that I can walk to it. Just like the simple pleasures in life right now are making me really happy. Yeah. That's my bless. Not too much snow. Not, no, not like, too no. much. Just enough, but not not to where I'm a stuck. sprinkling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. A light ice. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you have a wonderful month. We're looking forward to this month's conversations um, and celebrating Black History Month and Black culture. So we hope that you have a wonderful month of celebrating and that you are listening along with us. Please do not forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And if you like the content, rate and review us. Um, it helps other people find the podcast. And we are still trying to get 200 reviews um you can also follow us on patreon for special content and it helps make our work more sustainable okay guys we'll see you next time bye